Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to this episode of Live with C-Sharp, 22-year-old cellist Joshua McClendon, who is currently pursuing his bachelor's degree at the Juilliard School. He has attended the Metal Mount School of Music as well as the Aspen Festival and School. He is a founding member of the Isadora String Quartet, and he recently made his debut with the Orpheus Chamber Orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Joshua McClendon. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk with me and just talk about your journey and what's going on and what's coming up next in the musical world of Joshua McClendon. So with all that I just mentioned, what attracted you to music? How did you get started? Sure. So I stumbled across music by chance. Um, my mother was working an administrative job at Verner Elementary School, which is where my older sister was attending at the time when she was in kindergarten. And there was a violin class that was run there by Flo Paterni. And with two working parents and me being in the somewhere in the realm of two to three years old, I was brought to the school quite a lot by my mom and throughout the school day. Um, it was a very close-knit community, so it wasn't abnormal for anyone to see a baby sort of wandering around. And one day I actually made my way into the violin class and just picked up a violin that was sitting there out of natural curiosity and started making noise. And Flo was excited that I found such interest in the instrument, and she actually allowed me to joined the violin class at the school, even though I wasn't a student yet. And the rest was history. From there, I started taking lessons and I had the eventual switch to cello. And it's just been a continuous progression to where I where I am now. From three years old, now you're 22. When did you decide that you wanted to pursue music as a career? So the I guess the formal discussion of a career came much later, but I was always I always found music and playing music um, on the instrument very gripping. Um, it was something that was never just a hobby. Um, I didn't really consider the possibility of a full-time career, but I knew that it was something that I had a deep and profound love for very early on. Um, so I guess as far as career goals, possibly around my freshman year of high school or so was really when the discussion about college started to come into play. Um, and I was weighing my options between university and I'm discovering, uh, you know, the possibility of going to school and study, studying full-time in music. And at that point I was already exposed to a high level of playing and I'd gone to Interlochen for high school. So I think that I just, I made the decision to sort of run with it because my family has always been really big on pursuing what you love most. And so, you know, even though it was a daunting career choice with the competitiveness and the limited jobs available, objectively speaking, I decided to just go with my gut. I knew that I loved it more than anything. And by the time I was probably about a sophomore, maybe junior in high school, I knew for sure that I wanted to spend my life doing this. What challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them? Oh, there are so many. Um, I think that what comes to mind first was really 
the sort of work-life balance, which is a challenge for all of us, but I think particularly was a huge challenge for me because, of course, everything that we do in life requires time, dedication, and work, but as a musician, we are in a career where we are students for our entire lives. So the process of preparation and learning and discovering new things never ends from the day you pick up the instrument to the day you put it down. So for me growing up, especially in those ages, you know, between maybe 12 and 16 or 17 or so, that was a time where there were a lot of distractions. And naturally, as a preteen and a teenager, I wanted to, you know, be out with friends. And I was really starting to define myself and find where my place was socially and having to sit down and practice for a set number of hours every day while balancing my life in school. And I was playing a variety of sports growing up and things like that. So I think that the the time management and organization and trying to find that balance between, you know, working at the instrument and also making sure that I'm healthily engaged in social activities that every young person should be involved in was really difficult because I think that reaching a high level on the instrument, especially at such a young age, really brought quite a few challenges because there was so much more work for me, I think, than, you know, some of my peers and colleagues because, you know, I, a lot of friends of mine and naturally most people are spending these teenage and even into early college sort of years figuring out what it is they want to do when they're exploring things and they're discovering new things and trying things out. Whereas for me, you know, not that my career was necessarily predetermined, but I was just already in love with something so profoundly so early that I really started to take it seriously. So finding the time to essentially be a normal teenager and, you know, finding that place to really buckle down and work hard and long hours every day was quite difficult. Um, I think that's been definitely the the greatest challenge as far as coming up as a musician who takes it seriously. And otherwise, I think that um, there it's always challenging to sort of find one's place in a field like this, because you have your conventional and more traditional route. And there are many other ways you can assimilate yourself into a career in classical music. And, you know, for me right now, I'm pursuing what is sort of on the cusp of the two being a career in chamber music. As you mentioned, I'm playing a quartet now. So there is a challenge there because you have to deal with things like how do you find management? How do you get concerts booked? Because we're not just sort of again, taking the more conventional and traditional route of auditioning for an orchestra with tenure and a salary. So it's been very difficult sort of to try to pave our way through these years um, to a, a career really, because there is no sort of set way to get into it. So that's been a great challenge as of recently. And, you know, furthermore, I think that there have been sort of personal social challenges in classical music because 
we are rooted so deeply in the Western European canon of classical music. Um, so sometimes, well, a lot of the time, really, as someone who does not identify with that culture, it can be quite difficult to sort of find how I fit into this space, especially when 99% plus of the music that I'm studying growing up that's considered standard is rooted in that culture. So I think that coming from the perspective of, uh, you know, coming out of the inner city as an African-American male trying to assimilate into a career that's so deeply rooted in strictly that tradition has also had great challenges. Well, I have to say thank you, Josh, for being so transparent about your challenges and, and what they mean to you and sharing that with our listener. I want to ask you a question as it relates to being the young person, that teenager, that 18-year-old, that 12-year-old. What advice do you have for young people who may find themselves in a similar situation, whether it's pursuing music or science or whatever their passion may be that they've discovered at such a young age. What advice do you have for young people? I would say my greatest advice is honestly to have fun and enjoy life and enjoy things that are going on around you because I've experienced the you know, when you get into something that's so competitive and it's easy to fall victim to, you know, the sort of mental space of dealing with the fact that some of your closest friends are people who can be, quote unquote, sort of pitted against you in a sense in competition. And they're constantly naturally and unavoidably comparing yourself to other people and I would say just have fun because it's so easy to develop a sense of tunnel vision. And, you know, I understand that we're chasing a career. We have this major goal. It's very difficult. It takes a lot of time and effort. But I think that it's really not worth losing your sense of belonging as a human being. I think that sometimes we can sort of almost view ourselves as somewhat of a machine. And I think that for me, I've always tried to, you know, remember that I'm a person first, I'm a human being first. And, you know, if there are days where you, whether it's physically or you're tired or it's mentally, if you can't really bring yourself to the instrument to sit down for all those hours and stuff, it's okay. You know, I think that the most important thing is to listen to yourself and make sure that you always put the fact that you are a person before the fact that you're an instrumentalist or whatever it is you're pursuing, because there's just so much life to absorb going on outside of that practice room that you spend six hours a day in. And it's just so important. And I think that, you know, for me, I've personally been in a boat where I've had these thoughts of, you know, wow, I don't really have a much of a hobby outside of playing the cello. I've, you know, been behind the instrument so much for so many hours a day that I haven't taken those crucial and formative times to really discover what things I like to do that are not related to my instrument. And 
ever since I sort of made those discoveries and decided to devote time into my day to do things that I enjoy that aren't playing the cello, I've been so much happier. I think I've actually started, I've made more connections. I've gotten closer to friends. So my biggest advice is to just not fall victim to tunnel vision and getting trapped in sort of you know, the the grind in a sense, just make sure that you actually take in life around you because it's so important to build relationships and just really develop socially throughout those young years. Josh, let's talk about an upcoming concert that you have. It's with the Civic Orchestra and a program that you grew up participating in. Before we talk about that concert, let's talk about the impact of your experience as a member in Civic and being exposed to the DSL musicians, how did that impact your journey? Sure. I think that, um, that there are so many different ways I was impacted by it. I think that I can never thank the Detroit Symphony enough for being so incredibly accessible to the community in Detroit. There are not many orchestras in the world that are as open as they are. You know, being able to go into a Detroit Symphony rehearsal or on Saturdays, being able to engage with musicians just walking around and having the building be open in the education wing for me to come practice on any night of the week and I'm liable to run into any musicians there. It was so important because I think that when there's this barrier between the student and the professional or the student and the teacher, I think that students tend to view those who are in the professional space a lot differently. Um, You know, I think that there should never be any sort of feeling of inferiority towards those who are older than us and in, you know, perhaps a more advanced stage in their career than us. And I think the Detroit Symphonies did an excellent job at sort of bringing the musicians to us personally and, you know, really making the students feel that we are all in, in it together and that we are, we are one, you know, it's, you know, we, they're not two separate things. They didn't hold themselves higher than we did. It was always just one big community and we all grew and learned together. So I think that having that access to the musicians and the rehearsals and the hall and even the administrators was just so wonderful. And even the security guards and stuff as well, being so open and, you know, really engaging with everyone and learning our names and stuff. It just made the space really feel like a second home and not like some, you know, formal building that I was walking in where I had to really, you know, be on top of things and sort of tighten up every time I walked in. I just felt like my family was around me when I was there. And that was an incredible experience. And, you know, being in the orchestras growing up was wonderful because I mean, it really taught me so much as to how to collaborate with others and even just how to engage with people that I don't know. When we're playing different cycles and we rotate on stands, you have to really learn how to work with someone sitting next to you for a set amount of time because that's really what our career is rooted in. So 
I think having a program that was really so catered to making sure students understand what the professional life is like and what sort of skills you have to attain to succeed in this field while simultaneously having this open, you know, warm and inviting atmosphere was really what made that particular program so special and what I think can set them apart from, you know, even other institutions and organizations that I've been a part of over the years. So now, now let's talk about this upcoming concert that you have with the Civic Orchestra. It's happening on January 30th at Orchestra Hall. Tell us a little bit about the concert. Sure. Um, I was so glad to have been invited to come back. It's always so wonderful to have the chance to come home and be back on that stage in that hall and to sort of make the full circle coming back to the program that I grew up in. And for this concert, um, I'll be performing Schumann's Cello Concerto. Um, And uh, yeah, it's a piece that's been very dear to me for a long time. I was initially attracted to the piece actually my freshman year of college when I worked on it for the first time. And it's one of those pieces of music that for me just there's never enough to explore and to discover in this language and for me Schumann's music is some of the most human possible Uh, it's just as if all of the formalities and rules of composition have vanished and this is just a man who is putting his human experiences on paper so it's always such a joy to come back to and to explore and discover and to try to further get into his thought process and align that with my own through the piece so i'm very very excited to play with them and the conductor oriel sons i've worked with him in the past also playing a concert with civic and it was a wonderful time and you know he's been a pleasure to collaborate with and yeah I mean, I'm really very excited to to bring that to you back home on on Sunday. What do you hope people feel or how people are impacted from your performance? You know, I hope that people really see who I am when I perform and for me that means, you know, I really try to put every intention and so uh, as much meaning as I possibly can behind every note that I play in. I really hope that I'm just able to break the barrier of, you know, Joshua McClendon, the cellist, who is presenting you with a piece and really just allow them to see Joshua McClendon, allow them to see who I really am because you know, making music is just nothing but a second voice that I am fortunate to have. And as long as I can communicate as clearly as I possibly can to each and every person through that voice as naturally as I can speak to you, um, I think that, you know, I've accomplished every goal that I've had going into it. So I really hope that they just are really able to see through the instrument and really just see me delivering my interpretation of a beautiful message by Robert Schumann. So I'm really excited and I hope that, uh, yeah, I hope that I'm just able to 
you know, really just, I guess, give myself to the audience as in as raw and, you know, bare bones, I guess, of a manner as I can. Prepare your hearts, ears, and mind to receive Joshua McClendon as he performs this Sunday, January 30th with the Civic Orchestra. Joshua, are there any parting words that you would like to leave us with? Um, I'd say thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure, and I really look forward to bringing the Schumann to Detroit and hopefully much more in the, in the near future. It's always a joy to come home and bring music back to the community. Well, thank you for always coming back home and sharing your talents and gifts with us. And thank you, of course, for being here on Live with C-Sharp.